Today what we're going to be talking about is doing good. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what we want to be doing, isn't it? We want to be doing good. So we're just going to be pressing in, just looking at the importance of what it takes to make a difference. Um, you know, obviously doing good is a reference from Galatians chapter 6. But, uh, you know, when we look at the whole verse, it says, Let us not be weary in doing good. For we will reap in due season if we don't give up. You know, the very place where we are tested and our character is tested on who we are in Messiah, it happens, uh, you know, with how we respond to the test. That's how we determine who we are. It's, it's, it's recognizing how we react in the midst of the trials and the things that we face. Hallelujah. Welcome, Esther, in Australia. Good to see you. We've got uh, Donine, uh, or Donnie as well, sorry. <laughs> These glasses. In uh, Georgia, welcome. Thanks for joining with us. So, anyway, you know, look, we've been on this series on the foundation of uh, getting back to the fruit of our faith and we cannot deal with the fruit and the growth in what the Father has for us unless we deal with the trials, unless we deal with all of the things that we face and we go through. Because these are very important, because these are the qualifying factors of the trust that Yahovah has in us. You, you can talk about your calling, you can talk about your vision, you can talk about... Uh, you know, the great things that that Yahovah has said that uh, he has called you to do. But, you know, the bottom line is, where is our character? Do we have the character to carry us through these things? Or are we, uh, you know, just uh, shooting in the dark? And, you know, when we are called and the Father has called us, to do uh, his will in our life. Let me tell you something. He's going to call you to do things that you are not qualified in the flesh. And then what's he going to do? He's going to take you through the tests of life so that you can be qualified to be effective for his kingdom. So let's just take a moment to pray right now just before we start. Father, we want to thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, that... You are alive. We thank you, Father, that we serve a living Yehovah, a living God. We are not following religion, but we are walking in relationship and in righteousness with a mighty King. So we yield to you today. We yield to you. We ask, Father, that you minister to us, that you speak to us, that you will bring forth your word, that your uh, life will come alive in our lives, Father, that we will spread the fragrance and knowledge of a mighty Savior. And Father, we pray for those who are under uh, pressure and finding things difficult with what they are facing. We pray, Father, that tonight that our hearts will be aligned to see the victory, that we will qualify in the plans and purposes that you have for us. So Father, we Present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to Yehovah. It's our spiritual act of worship. And we just proclaim our love that we have for you. And we say, have your way within our lives. And Father, for whatever we're doing, whatever we're going through, we pray, Father, that you will uh, put that uh, spirit of perseverance within our lives, that we will rise up and be everything that the Father has called us to be. 
in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. All right. So, you know, listen, you know, I tell you, these last few weeks, let me tell you something. You know, I've gone through, I don't know about you, if you go through this, but, you know, in our ministry here in the land of Israel and in the nations, you know, we face so many trials and that's okay. You know, we're not praying for trials to come away. We want to take head on uh, things, you know, and the challenges of the enemy for the purpose of bringing the glory of Yehovah. We are called to be in the army of Yehovah. We're not looking to be those who are shrinking back, but we're looking to be those who are pressing forward. So when we face trials, when you face challenges, you know, when all hell is let loose against you, just recognize that no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And the very fact that you're going through these things means that, you know, the Father trusts you. He trusts you to uh, to do uh, what he has called you to do. He's going to trust you to bring forth the victory. He has no problem with the tests that you face. You know, like we said the other day, Yeshua sent the disciples off on the boat, uh, the boats, and he sent them into a storm. And we see all through scriptures, we see the testimonies of those whose faith was tested. And what was the result of the test of their faith? They went on to do exploits for the king of kings. What did it take for Gideon to rise up when we know how he saw himself? When the angel of Yehovah comes and says, You mighty man of valor, you mighty man of war. And Gideon's response is, Who, me? I am the least of the least. And he goes on to explain how he sees his position. And I want to ask you a question tonight. How do you see your position? Are you still uh, looking in the mirror and determining who you are in the natural and in the flesh with all of the credentials of this world? Or are you hearing from heaven? Are you hearing the word from heaven on who you are? You mighty man of war. Who does the Father say you are? You know, that's a good study for us to go into is who are we? Who does the Father say we are? You know, we are adopted into his family. We are part of royalty. Hallelujah. We are part of the only kingdom, the only nation where all of the uh, kingdom Uh, residents, kingdom members are all part of the royal family. Hallelujah. You can walk directly into the presence of Yehovah. You can have have a, a meeting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You don't have to sit back. You can't walk up to Buckingham Palace and say, just because I'm British, I want to meet with the Queen. You can't do that. That's not going to happen. You know, you are not part of the family. Ah, Even the family sometimes have problems seeing the queen, don't they? For all those who are watching the crown right now. (laughs) Hallelujah. But anyway, what we want to talk about tonight is just the focus. When you're going through different challenges, the enemy is going to come at you and his desire is to get you to, uh, to submit to the wrong idea of who you are. He wants you to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what happened to Adam and Eve when they partook of that tree? They were shut off 
from the tree of life. So if Yeshua the Messiah is the tree of life, why should we be taking from any other tree? We need to partake of him. We need to partake of him. You know, the, the, the time when the disciples came to Yeshua after the feeding of the 5,000, and, you know, he said, you have to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Why? He says, you know, you, you can't just come after me for the provisions of the things I do for you because that's not where the substance is. The substance is in us partaking of him. So if you're just after the five loaves and the two fish and, and the blessings from heaven, if you're just after those blessings, you're going to miss everything because it's all about relationship, being in his presence, walking with him, to partake of his flesh, to drink of his blood. And it sounds so weird. You know, it's not cannibalism. It's just showing the difference between the provisions of Yehovah and partaking of Yehovah. And as we come around the table tonight in this time of devotion, we want to partake of Yehovah. We want to get to the place where we are saying or seeing his kingdom come and his will done. So, you know, our key scripture for tonight is let us not be weary in doing good for in <laughs> for if we sorry let us not be weary in doing good for we will reap in due season if we don't give up you know these glasses are not working at this distance for me tonight maybe i'm too far away oh yeah come on i can see wow <laughs> hallelujah it's getting used to this uh, bifocal system here it's kind of working oh praise the name of yeshua yeah Total restoration to my eyesight. That's what I'm praying for. So let us not be weary in doing good, for we will reap in due season if we don't give up. So when you're going through difficult times, don't get bitter, but allow in these difficult times, allow the Ruach HaKodesh to make you better. The very fact that you are going through these trials, that you're going through whatever you are going through, they are all happening to you for the purpose of making you better. You might be saying, well, you know, you know, my life is just a mess. I'm so screwed up. I can't make right decisions. I'm trying to do what is right. Then, you know, listen, if you are trying to do what's right and making the right decisions and you've got all hell letting loose against you, you can stand with the confidence of Yehovah and say, I have sought first your kingdom and your righteousness and I'm seeking your blessing and I'm seeking to partake from your table in your presence that you'll see victory. You might be sitting in the place tonight where you're saying, listen, I, I'm going through terrible things because of my bad choices, because of my sin, because of, you know, my undisciplined life. Then I've got news for you. Even in the midst of all the things that you're facing, all the things that you're going through, this is a day for you to draw a line in the sand and say, you know, this was the old me. I now recognize the consequences of what it truly means to make bad choices and walk in the wrong way. But I'm not going to allow these things to destroy me because it is by grace we are saved through faith. You know, we have a God of mercy. 
We don't deserve it, but Yeshua has paid the price for it. And that doesn't give us a license to just go live like hell and think that we can just, you know, get the uh, sprinkle of the holy water and everything's going to be okay. No. But where is your heart? Where is your heart? We see people in the scriptures who sin. We see Peter who, you know, who says, I'm not going to leave you, Yeshua. And Yeshua says, ha, before the night's over, you will uh, deny me three times before the cock crows. You'll deny me three times. Oh, that's not going to happen to me. And he goes out and he denies the Mashiach. He denies Yeshua three times. How do you think he feels? He feels like, you know, this is not just attack. You know, Satan has seeked to sift you. He has sought to sift you. He is seeking to sift me, seeking to sift you. But what we know is Yeshua is saying, I'm praying for you. And as the body of Messiah, we want to stand together and we want to pray for each other in the midst of the challenges that we face. Because if you're not in the midst of a battle right now, don't worry, one's coming. You know, life is like this. <laughs> it's great when you're on the mountaintop. It's great when we have those experiences where we just sit back and it's like, wow. You know, but we don't always dwell on the mountaintops. We have to come down into the valleys. We have to come down. Why? Because we are living life. And it's not just life, but it's life more abundantly. More ups, more downs. But Here's the question, are we stable in the spirit? Yesterday on our Zoom call on Sunday nights at 9.30, if you're listening by podcast or uh, you don't know, we do Zoom calls at 9.30 on Sunday evenings. It's a new thing we've just started. And it's just a time for us to interact, to share, uh, to get to know each other because it's so important that we fellowship. And we had a great time last night. Thanks to everyone that was part of the Zoom call. We keep the Zoom call private. It's not uh, released uh, on broadcast uh, to any platforms so that we can just get together and fellowship. And, and last night, one of the things I shared about was how we have got to get to the place where we set who we are and, you know, and we set, you know, what what is God's principles that need to be established within our lives they have to be set and you know we might be like pouring concrete right now where we are pouring in all the ingredients to get our life set upon the rock of messiah and right now you know that cement might be loose and moving around but let me tell you something when that cement hardens when it is shaped when you have got the the law of Yahovah established within your heart. Not religion, but his laws, his precepts established within our hearts. When we set these things, these principles of the scripture, when we make a decision that this is how I'm going to live my life, I'm not going to walk in the ways of the flesh, I'm going to walk in the ways of the spirit. When these things are set, if you want to break them up, you've literally got to take a jackhammer and you've got to be through rebellion and sin. <laughs> you've got to be driving uh, into that concrete to break it up, to bring change to the things that you have set within your life. And we rely upon the Ruach HaKodesh, his spirit, to establish his precepts within our life, his promises, 
his character. We want the character of Yehovah to be within our lives. We are made in his image. We want to walk as he walked. And, and we know in this flesh we will know in part, we'll operate in part. We won't have all the answers. But let me tell you something. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us that we don't have to have restless nights. What's one of the biggest causes of restless nights? It's regrets. It's uh, it's sin. It's, it's things that's gone on in our life, turmoil that's gone on in our life. Listen, if you're losing sleep because of trials and, and the testing of your faith, I want to tell you something. You've got to cast your cares on him. You know, I'm in the midst of battle. I've been in battles for, you know, 30 years, you know. Uh, look, there's seasons where we have awesome times, but we just keep walking out into the fire. Why? To bring his kingdom. But in the midst of those battles, I sleep perfectly. I've got perfect sleep disorder. Why do I have perfect sleep disorder? Because I know I can go to bed at night with the peace of Yehovah, that my heart is right before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So what does the enemy want to do? He wants to deprive you of, of sleep. He wants you to be in a place of worry, right? Anxiety, worry. So what, what is worry? Worry is denial of the promises of Yehovah. Someone needs to hear that right now. Worry is denial. Stop worrying about your life. Stop it. So when you catch yourself and, and you've got those habits of worry and anxiety of how you're going to get through, this is how we need to stand in the midst of the challenges. When you face the place of impossibility, instead of saying, woe me, we say, Father, we have come to the end. I can't go any further, but I know who you are. And if you be for me, who can be against me? Who can separate me from your love? Hallelujah. Let's go to uh, Isaiah chapter 40. And we're just going to read certain scriptures here. You know, I, I really do like to take whole portions of scripture and read them within context. But tonight I just want to... I want us to be edified. I want us to be encouraged. So Isaiah chapter 40, it says, um, uh, where are we going to read from? Uh, verse 27, Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel? My way is hidden from Yehovah. My cause is disregarded by Elohim. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Yehovah is the everlasting Elohim, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. And I want us to look at what is taking place here. My way is hidden from Yehovah. My cause is disregarded by Elohim. Is that what your complaint is? Is that what you're saying? See, this is a wrong idea, a wrong understanding. Why? We have a God who knows. He knows what we are going through. He knows what we are faced with. Yehovah is the everlasting Elohim, the creator of the ends of the earth. You can't get any bigger. You can't get any more powerful than who he is. He will not grow tired and weary. That's a promise. 
and his understanding no one can fathom. Hallelujah. He gives what? Strength to the weary. So I speak to those who are weary. You shall not be weary. I speak to myself. And and in the midst of the things that we are going through and the battles we are facing, I say, Kenny Russell, you know, I've just got something to say to you. You are not going to be weary. You're not going to be downcast because your strength comes from Yehovah. And he increases the power of the weak. Hallelujah. Even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in Yehovah will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. They will walk. And they will not faint. And here's the problem. Many times where we're in trials and tough places or we're licking our wounds because of past events and the pain of those things, they're real. They're real. But you might have your map uh, prepared on your recovery plan, on how you see your recovery from uh, what you have gone through. You know, what was Moses' plan? Moses' plan was that he was never coming back to Egypt. Moses' plan was, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, his roadmap was taking him completely in the wrong direction, away from the very purpose for what he was born. But in the midst of what he went through, it still brought him to the place of the burning bush. Because the father... You know, he is not he's not going to forget the call that's over your life. He's not going to leave you by the the wayside. And that's why it's important what we said, let us not be weary in doing good. So just because you're going through a tough time, never let the assignments of the enemy and the hatred and bitterness to settle in your heart so that you don't flow with the goodness and the glory of Yahovah. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. He increases the power of your weak. Look, listen, the Father's saying this to you tonight. I am giving you all the strength you need to achieve victory no matter what you face. What are you facing? What are you going through right now? Ah, I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. Listen, you are not on your own. You are bought at a very high price. You've gone from worthless to priceless. You are unique. There's only one of you. The Father cherishes you like a prized possession. You are so special to him. Every one of us is fearfully and wonderfully made. We're all unique. He made every one of us different. Hallelujah. He will increase the power of the weak. Even youth, the youth that are out there playing American football and all the rest of it, they're going to go tired and weary. Why? Because it's not about what happens in the physical realm. Where does your strength come from? It comes from the spirit. The young men will stumble and fall to, because of their mindset of how they are seeing things, on how they are dealing with things. But it's those who hope in Yehovah. They're the ones, this is the promise, who will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. What does that mean? They will soar on wings like eagles. That means you'll go to a height beyond all other heights. You know, this eagle is going to rise up and go way, way above 
any other bird, to a place of a view that is incredible, to a place where there is no danger, to a place where your panoramic view will become so transformed. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. Listen, you can walk. You don't need to be in fear. God's not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. God has not given you a spirit of fear. He gives strength to the weary. We've got to get to that place where we recognize the strength that he has given us. You know, why is it? You know, let me ask the question. Why do we have to keep coming back to this stuff? Why do we have to keep going over this? What is it with this human nature that demands that we have to keep going back and reminding ourselves of the promises of Yehovah? And this is what we talked about the other day on the importance of not just reading the word, but meditating on the word. And I liked what Joshua shared last night. You know, meditating on the word is not just going over the word uh, on what the word says, but it's looking at how we apply it. How am I going to apply this word? So I'm meditating on the process. I'm not just meditating on the context I'm meditating on how it is worked out in my life. Hallelujah. That was such a blessing. And I want to encourage you as we go through the scripture, if you find yourself continually hitting a wall, you know, like, you know, you've got to get, you know, why is it I keep hitting that wall? Well, I just need to have a fix, you know, just give me the injection of more of Yeshua. How do we get to the place that we are stabilized in the spirit? How do we become uh, and operate in the wholeness of who Yehovah has created you to be? You have got to become the fullness of who he has called you to be. So it's not, yes, we can spur one another on in the most holy faith, but we are talking about getting back to the fruits, not just looking over the roots of our faith, but getting back to the fruits so that we are those who are bearing fruit. When we get up in the morning, we are making the decision to be self-governed. We are making the decision to align ourselves to the purposes of Yehovah. We are disciplining our own lives in accordance with his will and purpose. So, you know, creative people are very, you know, they procrastinate all the time. And it's out of that procrastination that comes forth the creative flow. And, you know, when I'm talking about the discipline and setting these things up, uh, you know, I'm not saying that if you're a procrastinator that you're going to miss this. No, in the midst of how your mind works and how you creatively flow, you've got to find that place where you can be set. And it just might take you a different amount of time to other people. You know, this is the whole reason why we don't say at 8 o'clock at night, every night we're doing the devotion. Why? Because I'm a creative person. Sometimes it takes me a while. Sometimes I I have a word that's really on my heart that I want to share. And then I go into a time of prayer before the broadcast, which I do every single uh, day. And as I'm getting before the Father, as I'm seeking his face, he might change everything that's set before me. And all of a sudden, 
what he wants me to share, what he wants to speak uh, me uh, to speak for me just comes forth and it starts changing everything and we've got to align ourselves with the word of Yehovah. And then I don't just go, oh wow, that's awesome. You know, zip did he do that? No, I want to meditate on it. I want to press in on that word. I want to I want that word to become more than just a word. I want it to become alive within my life. I want it to take root within my heart. I want it to be a seed that is watered within my being so that it will become part of my life and the fruitfulness of Yahovah will manifest in my life. You know, I, I expect the fruit of Yahovah. I expect to be fruitful. So I don't care about the trials. And the, it's not that I don't care, but I don't look at them and, and see and, and weigh in the scales of this is who I am. No, these trials and these assignments and these attacks, I'm standing with the shield of faith. Those fiery arts of, uh, darts of the devil, <laughs> they are not going to penetrate in Yeshua's name. I'm going to stand upon his promises to see the victory. You know, so we have got to be set. We've got to allow his word to be planted within our hearts. We want the word to be watered. And as we have these edifying times, this is what we're doing. We're planting seed and we're watering the seed. In doing good, in the midst of trials, in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of adversity, you know, can we rise up to do good? Or are we just going to sit in our own pity party? So we don't want to be stuck in a pity party, but we want to be those who are trusting in Yehovah. Thank you, Father. Uh, in uh, Romans chapter 12, let's just turn there. I just want to read a couple of verses in Romans 12. Verse 9. Romans 12, verse 9. Love, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving Yehovah. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with Elohim's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. But if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friend, but leave room for Elohim's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says Yehovah. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. 
If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So what are we talking about? We're talking about doing good. Let us not be weary in doing good. Why? Because it doesn't matter if you're in the midst of a trial. It doesn't matter if you're going through persecution. It doesn't matter what you are facing, but we have got to be people that are never lacking the zeal of Yahovah, but we are spiritually alive. That's what it means, spiritual fervor, serving Yahovah. We're joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Are you joyful in hope? Are you patient in affliction? Or are you mad as a hatter over the things that's going on around you? Be patient. You know, why be patient? What's the purpose of patience? The purpose of patience is that you, if you will just wait, you will see the hand of Yahovah move on your behalf. There's so many people out there trying to fix the, the, the situations that's before you because you think, well, where's God? I'm just going to have to do it myself. Let me, say, let me tell you something. If he put you through the challenge, if he put you through the test, he is able to to bring you through he's able to bring you through (laughs) oh i'm confident i'm confident why because you know i've been through the bowels i've got a testimony i've got a testimony of what it means to have all hell come against you to be misunderstood to have character assassination attacks it doesn't matter what you face if you will just stay stable in the midst of all of it Wah, 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 wah. You know, who cares? Who cares? If you know who you are in Yehovah, the battle belongs to Yehovah. A curse sent without a cause will return to the sender. Are you an ambassador of Yehovah? Am I an ambassador of Yehovah? If you touch me, if someone touches you, who are they touching? They're touching the kingdom of Yehovah. The entire assets of the kingdom of Yehovah is at your disposal. If someone comes against you, they are coming against the kingdom of Almighty Yehovah. Almighty God. So listen, don't get caught up in reputation. Don't get caught up in what people think about you. Listen, my character is important to me, and I hope your character is important to you. But when you see the devil trying to assassinate your character, you know, it still doesn't give you permission to go out there and try and, uh, you know, rectify or, or do what you think needs to get done. Now, you cast that onto the Father. Why? Because we know who you are by your fruits. I don't want to walk with people that haven't gone through the fire. I don't want to walk with people. You know, how many how many people do I know in leadership uh, that have been through incredible times? I'll never remember, never forget the times where I've sat and talked with my dad and, you know, through all the different difficult times in ministry of people trying to overturn his pastoral position within the fellowships that he's been part of. You know, when he comes to the place in a in a ministry season where he feels like, I don't know if I can give any more. I've I've come to the place where this 
fellowship is not going to go any further. So if they're not going to go any further and I keep pushing and keep pushing, they're not going to go any further. I've got to leave this place and go to a people that want to grow, that want to move. And these decisions that uh, you have to make in these situations is not easy. You know, if you're in relationships and they're not being fruitful and they're not growing fruitfully, you know, sometimes you just got to change your friends. Well, you know, they've been my friend for the last 20 years. But you know what? If they are no good for you, if they are not uh, uh, growing in Yehovah, if you find that you're just worn out witnessing to them, you're worn out sharing to them, and nothing's happening, maybe you've come to that place where you've got to step back and say, I need to, I need to conserve this energy to go in a direction that will bear fruit. So in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of the things that we face, we want to rejoice in hope. We want to endure in troubles. Uh, we want to continue steadfastly in the place of prayer. So in everything that we do, press in, in prayer, ask the Father, how do you want me to handle this situation? How do you want me to handle it? And follow his leading. So what we're talking about today, not just in doing good, but we're talking about how do we establish leadership qualities in our life that we are not revved up just because of the faith of others? We need the faith of others. We need the, the, the blessings of the, uh, the brethren. Yes, of course, the community of Yehovah. Yes, hallelujah. But the test happens when the lights switch off, the test happens when you're not in fellowship. This is where we understand who we truly are. Who are you when no one's looking? Because that's who you are. How, how you act, you know, what's your language like? What's your attitude like? What's your actions like? And how do we take time to discipline ourselves in Yehovah. These are key factors to leadership that we know how to discipline ourselves. Oh, I'm getting blessed here. I'm getting blessed. Why? Because we are called to endure. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to shrink. I'm not going to uh, uh, step back. In uh, Revelation chapter 3, uh, I just want to read a couple of verses here. Oh, verse 11, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Hold on. I'm coming soon to hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. You know, the Father wants you to have awards in the kingdom. He wants you to be awarded for the great things you have done. Your crowns are awards. They're not rewards rewards are things that you get on the journey awards are what you get on completion we get given awards because of finishing because of the things that we do the things that we accomplish i am coming soon this is yeshua speaking hold on to what you have hold on to what you got you got a lot girl you got a, <laughs> you know you got a lot of love between us, these songs. But, you know, we have got to hold on to what we have in Messiah so that no one will take your crown. You don't want to be disqualified <coughs> 
to the things that the Father has blessed you with, the awards that you have been given in the kingdom. And your character is foundational to uh, these awards being, uh, uh, you know, staying within your life. You can lose them. You can be stripped of uh, the awards that have been given to you in the spirit because of your actions. So we want to hold on. We want to stand firm. We've got to get to that place that we are doing good. Hallelujah. One of my favorite books that you all know is the book of James. You know, there's people out there that want to take the book of James out of the Bible. Yeah, it's the book of Yaakov anyway. It's not the book of James. It's Yaakov. Uh, King James changed the name of it. So he had a book in the Bible named after him if you didn't know. Anyway, Yaakov chapter 1, James chapter 1. We'll come back to the beginning in a minute, but I want to go to verse 12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test of time, he will receive the crown of life. When he has stood the test of time, hold firmly, hold on to... uh, to your faith. Don't give up. Don't let anyone take your crown. Don't don't let anyone uh, rob you of the blessings that are set before you today. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. You want to hold on to the crown? You need to be one who perseveres under trial. We have got to press forward in the midst of everything that's before us. Because when he has stood the test of time, Not the test of time. But when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. Yeah, it's the test of time. It's the time of our life. So what test are you going through? I've got a word for you. Stand. Stand. Stand firm in the midst of everything you go through. And in in, in the midst of all of the, the things that you face and the trials that you are under. You know, there was something I wrote down, actually, just as I was meditating today. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Talking about, you know, when you are under trial, as I was reading this, there was um, a word that came to me. Uh, Let's see if I can find it. I've got lots of notes today um, for what I was meditating on. Um, ah, there it is there. This is, this is uh, um, what I wrote down today. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. When you are under trial, I was, I was focusing on the strength of Yehovah. Be strong because of what is <laughs> be strong because of what is over your head right who is over your head yahovah right but it but it is under your feet the devil is under your feet so you might be under the trial but what's over your head yahovah is over your head you are not defeated in the midst of the trial you can be strong 
You can be strong in the midst of the things that you face because the devil is under your feet. So this very trial that has come to you, this very test that has come to you, it is under your feet. Where are you positioned in the midst of the trial? Where are you positioned? Because we are called to be in high places, in heavenly places. So when we go through the trials, when we go through the tests, we're not going through them from the the position of where we are in the flesh, but we take on the trials from a heavenly position. We take on the trials equipped by the Spirit of Yehovah. We stand upon His promises, that His promises are yes and amen. So when tempted, no one should say, Elohim is tempting me, for Elohim cannot be tempted by evil, nor does He tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Let's not lose the promises of Yehovah. Let's not desire that which is evil, but let's focus on that which is good in Yehovah. We stand upon his promises, that his promises are yes and amen. And you know, many people have read these scriptures about temptations, and when you are tempted, no one should say, Elohim is is tempting me. And then they say, oh, if you're in a test, if you're in a trial, well, this is not Yehovah's will, you know? Uh, So you've just got to name it and claim it and get yourself out of that tough place. No, the Father is going to put you through things. He is going to test you, you know, because we go back to the beginning of the chapter. What does it say? And I love what it says. James, Yaakov, a servant of Elohim and of uh, our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. He's not just speaking to Judah. He's speaking to all the tribes scattered among the nation. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because, you know, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So what did we talk about? The importance in verse 12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. So what have we got to do? We have got to know how to persevere. And through the midst of your trial and the things that you're going through, my encouragement is how do we do good to our brothers, to our sisters, to those around us? Because even in the midst of how you handle the trials and the difficulties and the things that you face, people are watching you. Why? Because we are a book that is being written. People are watching your life. And how I act, it's important because I know people look to my life. I was just reading through testimonies today of uh, some testimonies that have been coming in on how people have been blessed. And uh, one brother was just sharing with me that when he was going through a very dark time earlier on in this year, our daily devotions and our time together were an anchor for him, a life-saving anchor that enabled him to come through all the things that he was facing. In fact, it created a supernatural boldness within his life and it changed the course of how, you know, he took the gospel to his community. And this is what we're seeking to do. We're seeking to encourage each other and to be an example of what it means to go through 
the trials, to go through uh, the the uh, the the temptations and the the attacks, and understanding that these tests of our faith develop perseverance and the more you're tested and you see the victory of Yahovah you see the breakthrough you go hallelujah I'm persevering and then here comes the next trial and here comes the next test of your faith and you overcome and you have the testimony hallelujah you have the victory you are persevering you are persevering you're seeing the works of persevering uh, being completed within your life perseverance must finish its work so that you can be mature and complete this is what maturity is all about you have tested and you have proved your faith walk it is tested and proved then you come to the place of maturity you come to the place where you are being established and these are foundational for leadership that's why we don't want leaders who haven't gone through something you've got to go through it you've got to face it why i don't know who you are until you've gone through the test You've got to go through the test so that I can see who you are. That's how others identify who we are. How does that person handle the test? How does that person handle difficulty and what is before us? Hallelujah. So that's James. I I love the book of James. And uh, I just want to read in 2 Timothy. Let's just go to 2 Timothy. The T's are all together. Second Timothy chapter 1. Thank you, Father, for the gospel. The gospel of the kingdom that we are called as soldiers of Yehovah. Hallelujah. Verse 12. That is why I am suffering as I am, yet I'm not ashamed because I know whom I have believed And I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. We are called to endurance, haven't we? We are called to get to the place that we endure, that we recognize who he is, that we press forward. That is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet I'm not ashamed because I know whom I have believed. And I'm convinced that he is able. Listen, don't be ashamed because of the suffering. Why is it believers just push people down? Oh, you're suffering. You're going through it. Ah, it's sin. You know, what did they say about uh, uh, the, the, the cripple that was healed? You know, what, what was the, the cause of this uh, man's uh, sickness? Was it because of the sins of his father's? Was it the sins of his parents that he was born with this sickness? And Yeshua said, no, he had this sickness for such a time as this. It was so the demonstration of the power of Yahovah would be seen today. That's why he had this sickness. That's why he was suffering. I'm not ashamed in the place of suffering. Don't be ashamed if you're suffering. But let's stand and recognize who he is. Because I know whom I have believed. And I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. I have a hope that I'm looking forward to. So what are you going through? Let's be people who are doing good. Let's do good in the midst of it. 
Let's do good in the midst of it. We're talking about trials. We're talking about suffering. We're talking about persevering. <laughs> you know, look, this is good stuff. <laughs> this this is this is what I live on. You know, this is my daily diet. You know, of what I've got to continually bring before uh, my mind and make sure it's in my heart to make sure that I'm operating right. In the spirit. I'm not going to throw away my confidence. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10. Or chapter 10. Yeah. Verse uh, 35. So don't throw away your confidence. It will be rewarded just a little bit. (laughs) No. It will be richly rewarded. Don't throw away your confidence in Yehovah. Don't let anyone speak down curses over you. Over your life. Look at you. Are you never going to amount to anything? Are you, you can't accomplish anything. You're just a failure. Look at all the failings you've gone through. Look at your life. Look at how old you are. You haven't seen this promise fulfilled yet. Oh, you're just going to get to old age and just die and miss all the promises of God. This is what the devil might be speaking to you. It's what people might be saying to you. But listen, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. <laughs> You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of Elohim, you will receive what he has promised. So when you have done his will, you will receive what has been promised. And I want to encourage you, stop meditating on what you think people might be saying about you. Who cares? Stop meditating on what you think (laughs) <laughs> the, you know, or what the devil is saying to you. Don't meditate on that. And if you've had people cursing you, then, you know, just buy yourself a spiritual shovel and get up in the morning and just dig up that poop off the back door, off your porch at the back and whew, fling it off the porch. And I'm not going to have no poop on my uh, porch I'm not going to have any poop at my back door with your curses and your lying, deceptive uh, (laughs) curses over my life. No, I'm not going to throw away my confidence. I'm going to persevere to do the will of Yahovah. Father, if you said this is what I'm called to do, I'm going to get on with it. But, you know, there's one thing. You know, you want to see the promises of Yehovah fulfilled in your life. Make sure your goal promises are not about you. This is very important. The, the, the goal promises of your life. Make sure you're not number one concerning the promises of Yehovah in your life. Why? Because we die to self. It's not about number one, us. It's about number one, Yehovah. And that's always a good sign on how we're aligning ourselves to the promises of Yehovah. Praise the name of Yeshua. We stand upon the rock, and on this solid rock we stand. All other ground is sinking sands. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We worship you. I hope you're enjoying this word tonight. Man, I tell you, I'm being encouraged. I'm being encouraged. Listen, I had so much poop poop on my door uh, porch today. You know, 
I just watch all this stuff, and I'm not going to let it pile up and pile up. I'm just going to get my spiritual shovel. I'm going to walk out that back door. I'm going to shovel that up, and I'm going to throw it off the, the my land, get it out of your land, and say, you know what, Father? Whose report am I going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of Yehovah. I'm not believing the report of this world. I'm not believing the report of uh, what's going on around us. And we've got governments locking down economies and nations for no reason other than control and <laughs> all this nonsense. Listen, we don't need to be locked down for COVID. It's just a lie of the devil, you know? We should be pressing forward and and living our lives and, and living in freedom. Instead, we're being bound and controlled and told when we can go out. And uh, who was I speaking to the other day? They were, they were saying they had a curfew over their area in the evenings. I think it was uh, in Canada. They had a curfew in the evening. And, uh, you know, till 10 o'clock at night till 5 in the morning. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. We look at how the Father calls us to walk. Man, he gives you choice. Choose blessing or choose curse. How are you going to walk? Are we going to walk in his promises? Or are we going to walk away from his promises? Anyway, I want to read Romans chapter 5. I hope you're enjoying this message and it's uh, speaking to you. And, you know, I just believe that tonight that... You know, we need a change of heart to do with our attitude. We need the gratitude attitude to really press forward. And And I just want to encourage you. Look, there's many of us, many of us are being affected financially because of the pandemic. We're being affected uh, in so many areas. You know, I'm talking to banks and uh, different payment things that we have to do and you know, we've, we've got the government shutting down so you can't work, you can't do things, you can't fly, you can't go. There's, there's all these restrictions over how you function. And then, you know, you've got all the, the financial institutes are all calling you up saying, we need our payment. And I'm like, well, look, if I can't work, what are you talking about? If, you're, if I've got to close this business down and I lose this revenue because the government say we have to shut down, why Why are the banks not being told you can't collect debt right now? You have to give everyone a pass. Instead, you've got the government here in Israel wants to send you a couple of hundred shekels. You know, I never got anything from the government here. They're not going to support me. And many people who've had businesses and tax paying in Israel for years, you know, they're telling me they hardly get anything off the government. No support. Everyone's hurting. So in the midst of the heart and the things that we're going through, what's your attitude like? You know, are we going to do good in the midst of this? Are you going to get bitter? You know, I'm not going to get mad at the Israeli government. Why aren't you providing for me? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why? Because I'm part of another kingdom. Yehovah, I trust you. I'm part of of the kingdom of Yehovah. And what I love about the life of Yeshua, he always taught interdependence in the Father. He said, I've not come to do my will. I didn't come here to be independent Mashiach. I didn't come here to be the independent Christ. But I've come here to do the will of the Father. 
I only do what I see the Father do. He's totally dependent in the presence of his Father. So where's our dependency in the midst of pandemic? Where's our dependency in the midst of what's going on around us? Can we, uh, can we align our dependence on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Romans chapter 5. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Oh, you know, before we read this, I just want to go back to a point that I just said. I just think it was really prophetic what I said a minute ago. And that was the importance of the promises of God in your life and what they attain to. Because so often you can be on an emotional roller coaster because the only promises you seek are about your own personal benefit and your own personal goals. And this is what the world teaches. You know, we have vision boards, we have structure of things that we do uh, and what we teach on how to be the better person of what you are. And this is all worldly in its system. And throughout Christianity, we're, we're totally indebted with New Age teachings and New Age deliveries and humanistic mindsets and occultic practices, witchcraft instead of prophecy. You know, we've got all of this uh, pollution that's out there. And, you know, the faith movement, name it and claim it, believe in yourself and all this stuff. And, you know, maybe you've been caught up in the wrong picture for your life and you need to say, Father, what is the key... What is the key promises within my life, not what is the minor promises? Yes, you can have promises for yourself. Hallelujah. I have promises from Yehovah concerning my life. Of course we do. It's not denying what they are, but my emotions, my function, my uh, day's purpose, life's purpose is not based or set upon the promises concerning me. Why? Because if I am seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, everything else is added unto me. Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. You know, the promises concerning me, they're just goodness and mercy. They're the goodness of Yahovah that is lavished upon me because of my action concerning his kingdom. So if you're all bust up and shaken up because you just every day, it's all about you. It's all about you. Then stop. Stop today and say, Father, I'm going to get lost in you. And goodness and mercy, you will follow me. You'll bring it together. You will make it happen. I can't make it happen. There's nothing I can do that can bring alignment for myself. But there's something I can do in bringing your kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. Let that be a word of encouragement and transformation. Um, Thank you, Father. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with Elohim through our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. We've been justified through faith. We have peace with Elohim through our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. And listen, this, is, this should be affecting your sleep. 
Listen, you need to pray for perfect sleep, that you walk in rest, that you have the rest of Yahovah. All that turmoil, don't let the devil play with your mind during the night hours. Don't let restlessness rule your nights. You know, I'm, I'm up preaching in the middle of the night most nights, but I still have perfect sleep disorder. Why do I, why do I minister in the middle of the nights? Because in that night hour, we have to bring forth the cry of Yehovah. We want to pierce the darkness. We want to come against the assignments of the night and bring the light of Yehovah over our lives and over our situations. We've been justified through faith. Um, we have peace with Elohim through our Lord Yeshua the Messiah through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace which we now stand, in which we now stand. We have access by faith. It is by faith, not by works that you are saved, that you, uh, that, that you walk into this grace in which we now stand. Hallelujah. We stand redeemed. You are redeemed. So, yep, get your shovel, get that poop out of there. You don't want to be sniffing poop all day and uh, smelling all the uh, curses of the enemy. You know, do some cleanup. You know, <laughs> I used to love listening to those faith preachers. You know, if you can't keep a clean car, don't think God's going to give you a new car. You better clean up that old banger and you'll see the blessing of a new car. <laughs> Here's the reality. The reality is, you know, live a, live a, a, a clean life. Uh, you know, look at how we uh, tidy up around us. You know, Haley is always coming in tidying up my desk. He's like, what is wrong with you? How can you work in this? Can't you clean this up at night? I'm I'm just glad I have her helping me. You know, we have <laughs> we have helpmates that can help us keep this clean up. But, you know, in the in the spirit it's so important that we uh clean up from all of the assignments of how the enemy is trying to you know, throw you into the pit. Change your attitude. Change how you think, how you function. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of Elohim. Verse 3. Not only so, but we rejoice also in our suffering. Oh, hallelujah. We are facing another uh, time of suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Oh, praise the name of Yeshua. We rejoice. We rejoice. That's what we just read, that we need to persevere in Hebrews chapter 10. We just read it in James chapter 1. Hallelujah. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because Elohim has poured out his love into our hearts by the Ruach HaKodesh, by his Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. So where are you standing? Where do you stand today? Do you see a shifting 
taking place in the spirit? Is there a shifting taking place? Why? We want the seeds of his word, the seeds of his promise to be planted within our minds so that they will be within our hearts. Father, let it not be head knowledge. Let it be heart knowledge in Yeshua's name. Bring us to the place where we witness the transformation of your glory. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. What a mighty Savior we serve. What a mighty Savior we serve. Rejoice in the hope of the glory of Elohim. Oh, so if you're coming to the place of suffering, it's okay. We'll stand with you. We'll stand with you. Press forward. Come on. Press through. Don't give up. We rejoice in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. It's not, it's not just about the perseverance, but what does suffering produce? It produces uh, what? It produces fruit. We see the fruit of the results of the goodness of Yehovah being manifest in our life. When you come through the suffering, you have a testimony. You're being tested in the midst of the suffering. You're persevering. Why? So how does perseverance uh, bring you to the place of character? Because it brings you to the place where you're establishing more and more of Yehovah within your life. You know, we've got to get to the place where you can literally, you know, talk the backside off a donkey because you've got so many blessings. You know, there's so many victories, there's so many testimonies in our lives of the goodness of Yehovah that it's establishing the character of Yehovah within our life. And then when the next attack comes, you think, ha ha, you know, I fought the lion, I fought the bear. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's speaking badly against my God? I fought the lion, I fought the bear. My God is faithful. He is able to bring me through. Oh, I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed and encouraged because I want to be aligned. And in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the struggles, in the midst of the things that we face, what do we want to do? We want to be in a place where we are not weary in doing good. For we will reap in due season if we don't give up. So listen, you might be a recovering millionaire. That doesn't mean that you're not a millionaire. You just keep walking like a millionaire because that's who you are. You are blessed in abundance. The Father has blessed you. Just, you know, if, if, if you are in lack, if you're in financial need, do good. Because you know you're going to reap in due season. You don't have to sit back and, and think you've got to hoard it all and work it all out for yourselves. No. Press forward and do good and see the glory of Yehovah within your life. I don't know how long we've been <coughs> speaking for. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe it's something like that. But uh, I hope you're uh, blessed and encouraged with the word tonight. I see we've got Jerry just arriving late. Good to see you, Jerry. Welcome. <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining with us. We've got B there as well. We've got Russell in the UK. Good to see you. We've got Kathy. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, she got a laugh out of that. Poop on your back porch. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Pete, good to see you up there in New York. Thank you, Father. We've got Barbara. Uh, thanks for joining with us. Yep, I hope you're blessed and encouraged. If you've been blessed and encouraged with the message tonight, just give us thumbs up. If it's on Facebook, on YouTube, just give us a thumbs up there that you have enjoyed this word tonight. I want to encourage you to share this message with others. If you have a testimony you want to share, then you can go to Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you look at the header of uh, tonight's message, you will see in the header my email address, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you're blessed and encouraged, you want to sow into the ministry. Listen, stand with us for supernatural resources because Bulldozer of Faith here in Israel, we need uh, you know, the windows of heaven to open up. You know, we're not going to shrink back. We're not going to apologize through anything we go through. Yes, we need resources to do what we are called to do. We are being pressed on every side. We've got court cases going on, all sorts of crazy stuff as we are dealing with criminals and crooks. And, uh, you know, the Father is going to bring us through. But we need help to press forward uh, in the ministry right now. So if you want to sow a seed into uh, God Life Ministries, Bulldoze of Faith, you can do that. You can go to bulldozeoffaith.com forward slash give. We appreciate every single one of you that stand with us. To all those who do give and that are supporting our ministry, that partner with us, keep praying for us right now in this uh, difficult time. Keep pressing in with us because we're going to have testimonies. We're not upset with the things that we're faced with. We're just going to press through in the name of Yeshua and see the victory. Hallelujah. All right. Well, hope you're blessed and encouraged. I can't wait to get together tomorrow. Just remember, every Sunday at 9.30, we post on our intercession area. We post uh, the link and the feed for the Zoom call. I hope you will join us on the Zoom call. This is how you can get onto our uh, Facebook private section so that when we go on the Zoom call, it's held privately. It's not public. We also send an email out for those who are not on Facebook so you can join us on the Zoom feed as well. So just watch out for our email that goes out on Sunday um, with that link. And uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Okay, blessings everyone. Shalom, shalom. Shavua tov. Take care.